keep your seats. Uh, St. Luke chapter 5, beginning with verse 1, reading through verse 6. Luke chapter 5, beginning with verse 1, reading through verse 6. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. Mm -hmm. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, mm -hmm. we have toiled all the night mm -hmm. and have taken nothing. That's really enough right there. That's what I want to talk about. Next few minutes, I want to talk about uh, about last night. Uh, will you repeat our sermon title today? Turn to your neighbor, tell them about uh, last night. Yeah, about last night. Uh, it was December tenth, uh, nineteen fourteen. Was the year five thirty in the evening? Massive explosion erupted in the city of West Orange, New Jersey. Seven, eight different fire departments were all reported to have rushed to the scene, uh, but the uh, chemical-fueled inferno was far too powerful for them to put out. Mm -hmm. Thomas Edison's laboratory all of his equipment, all of his research data, mm -hmm. all his blueprints and notes, records, all burned to the ground. Yes, sir. You know, many people are aware that Thomas Edison has been credited with the invention of the light bulb and mm -hmm. motion pictures, even recorded sound. Uh, few people know, in fact, he started over 100 companies, mm -hmm. uh, even before the age of 40. He amassed more than 1,000 patents. However, many are not aware that despite all of that, he had over 6,000 rejections and failures prior to the light bulb. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, even at the age of 67, as he stood there watching all of the labor over the years mm -hmm. go up in flames, mm -hmm. when the media surrounded him to get a statement from him, they asked, how are you going to survive this devastating loss? Mm -hmm. uh, Thomas Edison simply responded, I'm grateful. So how can you be grateful to have lost everything? He said, I'm grateful because it just burned away a lot of mistakes. Mm. 
He said, tomorrow morning, I can start anew. Uh, we'll begin to rebuild again. In other words, he was able to say that despite just having lost what was valued over $919,788, that's over $25 million in today's currency, because he had a nevertheless attitude and faith, uh, he discovered that uh, there's even value in your devastation. I thought I'd try to bring a word of encouragement uh, today. Uh, from the Lord, and I want you to know that although you might have some disturbing, uh, troubling, frustrating night afflictions and even devastating circumstances uh, in your past, your night won't last always. And God can even use the devastation to set you up for your destination. Doesn't matter how many last nights you've had, perhaps you've been toiling all night long, many nights, and yet have come up with nothing like these men in the text, and uh, I don't know how long you've been going through it, but I declare by the word of the Lord, if you hang on in there, uh, keep faith in God, the Bible says your weeping may endure for the night, uh, but joy will come in the morning. And so what you need to do is uh, not to allow your last night disappointments to make you bitter about your tomorrow appointments. Yes. Uh, the devil wants to use what happened to you yesterday to throw you off your game. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and you've got to stop worrying over what you missed last night yes. uh, because of what someone did to you or would not do for you right. because there's a new morning on the way. Uh, I try to share with you from time to time, you can't lose your mind mm -hmm. over what you lost yesterday because you're going to need your mind for where God's trying to take you tomorrow. Right. Uh, life is not a parking lot. Life is a highway. Mm -hmm. And if you stay parked at what you missed yesterday and last night, you're going to miss what God has coming your way today and tomorrow. And please understand this morning, I'm not trying to minimize or downplay uh, the significance of your disappointments and your frustration. Uh, I, I realize some of you have, have, have made great plans. Even many years ago, you had goals set out for yourself. Some of you uh, heard that it would help you if you wrote your goals down. Yeah. And, and now, years later... Uh, all those goals you, you set down and wrote, those dreams, those plans uh, that you wanted to have, by the time you got to the age where you are now, they've not come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, looks like some of the goals are farther away now mm -hmm. than they were when you wrote them down. All right. And so your situation is frustrating because in many instances, your current situation has not come up to your expectation. All right. But please understand that no matter how bitter your disappointments from yesterday, uh, some things you thought were failures uh, working against you have actually been divinely orchestrated to end up working for you. All right. And you got to have faith to receive that today. Mm -hmm. I said some of those things you thought were bitter disappointments. Uh -huh. You think it's been working against you. If you have faith in God, yes. uh, 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 just know that your situation has been divinely orchestrated. All right. We've got a choreographer working behind the scenes, mm -hmm. and he can even use your bitter disappointments 
turn it around and use it to work for your good. All right. And one of the things the text is tailored to teach us today is that despite all of your planning, your skill set, all the techniques you employ, writing your goals down, all that stuff, understand that your heavenly father sometimes has another plan for you that's even better than the plans you had for yourself. Uh, and that's why you have to be careful about trying to tell God how you want him to bless you and when you want him to bless you. Uh, sometimes you can talk yourself out of something better God has in store for you. Uh, every now and then you just ought to ask him, Lord, just bless me uh, any way you see fit to bless me. I'll be satisfied. I do that because I discovered God has some stuff in store for you. You don't have enough sense to ask for on your own. Can I share that with you? The biggest blessings I've had in my life are not things I specifically asked for. It's just things God blessed me with that I didn't have enough sense to ask for on my own. All right. Oh, bless his name today. Yeah. That's the type of God uh, 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 that, that, that we have. God has a divine plan. Yeah. And it's made just for you. It's yeah. not some generic plan. It's not somebody else's plan. What God has in store for you is custom made for you. Yes. Uh, yes. Your name is inside the lining. Yes. And if you Lord. let the Holy Ghost Thank lead you, you yes. and be obedient to him, his mm. divine plans, I'm trying to tell you, they will supersede your plans. Uh -huh. And listen, God is so good, he'll even bless you in spite of you. Yes. Oh, that's right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. And, and, and listen, don't take that the wrong way. Mm. I'm not saying that to imply that your plans are necessarily bad. Uh -huh. No, no, you might have some good plans. Mm. Uh, you might have some great aspirations, but, but sometimes your plans and aspirations are just too small uh -huh. for the size of God that we serve. Amen. And so he'll let your plans fail on yesterday and last night. Just to get you ready for some bigger plans he's got set up for you today and tomorrow. All right. Uh -huh. And so uh, this is an intriguing text here uh, for our consideration uh, this morning. Uh, it begins with Jesus standing uh, out by the lake of Gennesaret. Uh, he's preaching there. And uh, if we follow him from the previous chapter, chapter 4, uh, verse 44, uh, the crowds... Uh, have grown so large uh, that they have outgrown the room in the synagogue mm -hmm. because of their love to hear uh, the word of God. And so the crowd uh, follows Jesus uh, out to the sea, out to the lake of Gennesaret. Yes. And uh, when he gets there, he sees two boats uh, idly standing by and uh, the fishermen uh, of the boats uh, there out in the water washing their nets. Mm -hmm. And Jesus enters into one of the boats and he asked Simon Peter, uh, one of the owner of the boats, if he would thrust out a little farther from the land mm -hmm. uh, so that Jesus could speak to the people from the boat and his voice would travel over the water mm -hmm. so that all the people who came to hear him could hear his voice yes. as it went across the water. Uh -huh. And I like the fact that Simon Peter uh, allows Jesus to use his boat uh, it really says much to us today uh, in itself about uh, us making ourselves available uh, in worship and in serving the Lord. All right. and for Simon Peter, 
uh, it had to be an inconvenience, I'm sure. After all, they had already parked and docked the boat, gotten out of the boat. They were in the middle of washing their nets, uh, cleaning the pebbles and debris out of the nets uh, for another night. Uh, certainly, they were tired from having worked uh, all night long, and then uh, certainly they were discouraged uh, from having worked all night long, and yet uh, not having caught anything at all but some pebbles and debris. Uh, but yet Simon Peter doesn't come up with any excuses. Uh, he doesn't allow anything that happened yesterday mm -hmm. to take away from an opportunity now to assist in the ministry, the work of Jesus, and the word going forward. All right. So he allows Jesus to use uh, his boat even despite having a bad night. Mm -hmm. uh, and likewise, you and I also ought to be always open and willing, uh, even when it's inconvenient, to use what we've been blessed with to bless the one who blessed us with it to be a blessing to someone else. All right. uh, I know some people's philosophy is, what, get all you can, can all you get, then turn around and sit on the can. <laughs> they do that, then they wonder why they're not blessed. Uh, some folk wonder why they aren't blessed more. They just don't know. God will get more to you yes. when he can get more out of you. Yes. Uh, you're not blessed just for yourself. Uh, we're blessed to be a blessing to others. That's right. So Simon Peter allows Jesus to use that which he had been blessed with. Jesus sits down in the boat, turns that shoreline and that crowd into an outdoor hour of power. Mm -hmm. And after Jesus teaches out of the ship, the Bible says he tells Simon Peter, launch out into the deep. Mm -hmm. Let down your nets for a drought. Simon Peter answers him and says, Master, mm. Master, we've toiled all the night mm. and have taken nothing. Mm. Uh, now understand, these men fished at night mm -hmm. uh, not for pleasure or convenience, mm -hmm. but rather for income. Yeah. Uh, they knew they could catch more fish at night than they could in the daylight. Uh -huh. Fishing was their business. Uh -huh. uh, but God had another plan for them. Uh -huh. uh, he had a higher and loftier plan. All right. And I found out sometimes God will allow that which you think you can't do without to come up empty. Mm -hmm. And he'll even allow your income to shut down if necessary because you've been thinking that employer, that job, that paycheck, that person has been your provider. God will allow it to shut down in order for you to really see who your real provider really is. You've been trying to make it on substitutes when what God offers is the real thing. So many people are out here trying to, looks like kill themselves, trying to make a living. God's trying to show you how to make a life. So don't get discouraged when you toil and come up with nothing. God has something better for you on the agenda. All right. Sometimes he needs to give us a reorientation of our values. Mm -hmm. See, these fellas had been fishing for fish. But God had something better on the agenda. He was trying to make them fishers of men. Yes. Uh -huh. Matter of fact, when they went ahead and eventually were obedient to him fully, uh, to some extent... God is so gracious, the Lord is so gracious that he even went ahead and blessed them with the fish they've been looking for just to give them a sneak preview 
what he was going to bless them with when they became fishers of men. In other words, he'll give you a reason to give him praise even when it looks like you've been failing. When you do what the Lord says do, even when you're failing, you're really winning. That's why I can thank him even when I'm down because I know he can turn the situation around. But Simon Peter says, Master, about last night, he said, we toiled all the night long, but have taken nothing. These fishermen, they, they had done all they knew to do but yet had nothing to show for it. These were not inexperienced fishermen. Some of them grew up on this same lake. Some of them were sons of fishermen. These were second and third generation fishermen. But yet the Bible says all night long, they ended up with nothing. And so what do you do this morning when you've worked and sacrificed, toiled, uh, and in fact uh, knew what you were doing? But looks like you ended up two steps behind from where you started. Mm-hmm. Looks like all your work is in vain. You tried to do everything the right way, and yet it still looks like a failure. Well, I found out that whenever you get to that point of feeling like a failure or that you've missed it, uh, don't lose your mind. Mm-hmm. Don't make any foolish and hasty decisions. Mm-hmm. Don't even throw in the towel just yet. Here's some good news. Mm-hmm. The good news is that even when you're sinking in a failing situation, Mm -hmm. the Lord sees you and he's known to even get in the boat with you. In other words, he'll step in the same thing you failed in and then use it as a platform to minister to you and to someone else. I'm just trying to tell you, whatever you think is a failure, turn it over to the Lord. Yes. And when you do that, you're, 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 you're turning your failures into faith. Mm-hmm. And when you turn your failures into faith, watch him turn your faith into favor. Yes. It doesn't matter what your night has been like, how dismal, how disappointing. Uh, others may talk about you, laugh at you. Uh, but but God will get in what you're failing in and show everybody he can burn up all your mistakes from the past. Start you afresh like Thomas Edison in the morning. God can take your failures and give you a testimony. But you got to move out on faith. Uh, you can't let your past afflictions marginalize your expectations for your future. Past decisions past relationships, past bad teachers, past bad counselors, past bad employers, past bad employees, Sister Bell. All those situations can cause you to be fearful and timid uh, and, and cause you perhaps to be even timid to step out further on faith. But don't allow the setbacks and bad experiences in the past to marginalize your dreams, your goals, and your faith Jesus says in verse 4, I don't care what happened about last night, launch out into the deep this morning. Preach, Barry, I'm doing the best I can. Well, well, wait a minute, preacher, where where were they? They were on the shoreline. And and if you allow your past to keep you there too long, you're going to end up with a shoreline mindset. Uh, uh, You'll get accustomed to stuff that just hangs out on the shoreline. 
you'll get accustomed to tadpoles and minnows and, and, and pebbles and rocks and all of that. Uh, matter of fact, you even need to stay away from other shoreline-minded people. Just get to the place where you can say, I trust in the Lord. And if you trust in the Lord, he'll widen your margins. He'll expand your territory. If you launch out into the deep, despite what happened last night, you ain't got to settle for seaweed and what floats in with the tide. God will bless you with what you've been trying to catch and so much more. Bless his name. So get over about last night. God will move your margins. You get over the night. Go ahead, try again. Mm-hmm. Shalomar put it uh, this way. They said it's, it's better the second time around. I said that's what Shalomar said. I'm, I'm not speaking in tongue. That's Shalomar. That's Howard Hewitt and Howard Hewitt and Jody Watley. Shalomar said it's not like the first time. Second time is so much better than the first time. That's Shalomar. <laughs> so what their failure shows them mm-hmm. is that what they can't do without him, they can do with him. Uh-huh. We used to sing the song, uh, without him, uh, I could do nothing. Uh, without him, Sister Sanders, I surely would fail. Without him, my life would be so rugged. Like the ship, some of you know it, like the ship without a sail. He was not with them during the night. They considered that to be the best time to fish because fish can't see you at night, but now he's with them in the morning. And when you get frustrated about last night, understand he'll allow you to try all you know to do so you can see what you can't do. And then he'll tell you something that may even seem radical or even illogical to someone with no faith just to show you what he's really able to do. Then when somebody asks you, how did you do it? All you can say is if it had not been for the Lord. (laughs) I wouldn't have been able to do it. Uh, He'll do for you in the light what you can't do in the dark without him. And sometimes our toiling with nothing Helps us to see him better. Mm-hmm. You see, before Simon Peter launched out in verse 5, mm-hmm. he called Jesus master. Yeah. But after the, the draw of fish came in, mm-hmm. Simon Peter, now in the Bible, calls him Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's ought to be somebody in here who could testify this morning. I knew him before in one way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but after I've been through some setbacks and had some failures and some defeats, some sickness, some afflictions, some disappointment that he brought me through, yes. delivered me from and took me over, I knew him one way before, but now that I've been through it, I know him in, even in a better way right now. All right. uh, sometimes to get to that point, you've got to do, uh, you've got to have what they had in verse 5 of the text. The Bible says they had a nevertheless type faith. Listen to what they say. They say, Master, we've toiled all night and have taken nothing. But then, uh, I like it because there's a colon there. There's a colon after they talk about last night. 
and I like the colon there because it's not a period. Uh, it's a colon, meaning that no matter what happened on the left side of the colon, <laughs> there's something else coming up on the right side right after it. It, it. it might be a negative on the front side of the colon, but there's a positive on the back side of it. I don't know who I'm preaching to. I stop by to tell you the worst part of your life is behind you. But now you on the other side of your colon, the greater part. Am I preaching to everybody in here? I thank God for colons. Because I've been in some negative circumstances, but thank God he didn't put a period behind my negative circumstances. He just put a colon, meaning he got something else better in store for me. Now, if you ain't shouting now, that just means you still standing on the wrong side of your colon. But if you ever learn how to give God praise, even in your negative circumstances, is there anybody in who knows the Holy Ghost? will get in you and move you from your left side to the right side of your colon. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. You've got to have a nevertheless type faith. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You need to be able to testify to somebody. And even if my condition is still devastating, even at the present moment, even if I'm still afflicted right now, I can still speak to someone else afflicted and tell them, although I'm still afflicted, nevertheless, God is still able. Yes, He's still a healer. Yes, I'll be able to witness somebody else who, who, who's going through some tough times, and you still going through it. Still, the God I serve is able. Yes, He's able to keep you even on the left side of your colon. Yes, yes. I wish I had some nevertheless praises in here today. Uh -huh. You're not out of it yet, but you're not going to wait to get out before you tell them thank you in and out. Simon Peter does something strange here. Lord tells him now, let down your nets in mm. verse 4. Mm. But in verse 5, the Bible says, Peter says, I'll let down the net. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've said it's strange. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me try it again. The Lord says, now let down your nets. Mm. That's in verse 4. Yes, but verse 5 says, Peter says, well, all right, I'll let down my net. Okay, all right. The third time to John. The Lord said, let down your nets. Uh -huh. The Bible said, Peter, let down the net. Uh -huh. All right, let me tell you something about what we call plurals. Yeah. All right, uh, nets is plural. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus said, let down your nets. But Peter says, I let down my nets. Uh -huh. That's singular. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Peter allowed his affliction from last night uh -huh. to stunt his expectation for his blessing in the morning. Uh -huh. Jesus said, let down all your nets. Peter said, I'm going to hedge my bet and let down a net. Somebody, you're missing out on a blessing now because you let the night get to your mindset. And now you're trying to play it safe even in the church. And that's why you won't join the church. That's why you won't join the ministry. You allowed what happened last night to get in your mind. Touch somebody, tell them, you need to get over last night. Tell them, get over last night. You get over last night. God's got something new for you in the morning. So when he just lets down a net, verse 6 says, they enclosed a great multitude of fish. And then what happened? Bible said the net broke. Which means if he had done what the Lord told him to do in the first place, he would have had more nets to catch more fish. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but don't allow your rejection from the past to narrow your expectations to what God can do in your future. 
I tried to date a girl in law school. She was fine as wine. And so was I. So am I. Amen. Amen. Preach Pastor Curry. I'll do the best I can. And, and I couldn't get past first base. So that lets you know that she was crazy. But, but I didn't get discouraged about last night. The next morning, I saw the professor, and I started talking to the professor. And she's been with me 25 years ever since. I'm just trying to tell you, get over last night. God will give you a brand new morning. Will you help me preach it? Turn to somebody and tell them it's a new day. Get over last night. It's a new day. It's a day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. Preach Curry and be glad in it. Anybody had a bad night? But the Lord gave you a brand new morning. Touch somebody and tell them it's a new day. It's a new morning. A fresh anointing is coming up. Won't he do it? Won't he make a way? Won't he turn your night around? If you launch out in the deep, God will make a way for you. Won't he do it? Shout glory. Shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Too hot. He's worthy. I know I ain't the only one been talking all night long. But when I turned it over to Jesus, 